You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah, I agree. My name is Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and I am with... Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries from Fairchance, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and this uh, episode of the podcast is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look at uh, Floyd's new book out. It's called "Act Like an E Christian," and it's a very important issue that we're going to talk about <clears throat> and uh, share with each other today. So I want to get started right in that. By asking Floyd one simple question first is, where did you get the name of the book, the title of the book? Um, well, it's <clears throat> a devotional based on the book of Acts. Um, and the entire book of Acts is really one huge evangelical resource. And uh, Luke <clears throat> wrote the book of Acts to kind of, or as far as we know, to kind of share the history of the early church uh, with his friend slash boss slash someone who he thought it important enough to take the time to write 28 chapters of detailed information with. Um, and I thought, you know what, if we thought of someone that much, our boss, coworkers, whoever's in our social uh, circles of influence, uh, would we take the time to research like he did um, and write detailed information um, that might help them understand the church and to share the gospel with them? Um, so since it's an evangelical resource um, and since it's based on the book of Acts, uh, I thought, hey, why not call it Act Like an E-Christian? Of course, Everyone in our congregation thought that um, the E stood for like email, electronic. They kept asking me, so is this going to show me how to use social media to share the gospel? I was like, no, that, yes, but no, but that's not what it's about. Okay. Well, that's, that's good explanation um, and a good introductory to the book. It is a devotional book. I've read it through a couple of times and I've really enjoyed the content of the book. Um, it goes along the book of Acts really well. Um, where do you think the church, where do you think we made the turn from where Paul was and Luke was gospel and, and, um, being excited about sharing the gospel? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think, well, let me put it this way. I'm going to blame the pulpit because I think when we took being a Christian, um, and, and it is supposed to be a group thing, but we took it from an individual thing into this group mass overproduced thing. Uh, and we made church this mass production. So we focused on a lot of the entertainment rather than on equipping the body of Christ to share the gospel. And I say that, and I'm not judging anyone that uses lights, cameras, whatever. Um, I think if you can, you use lights, cameras, dance, sound, video, whatever you can to celebrate Jesus. Don't have a problem with that. I think the bigger, the better. If you have the budget to do it, go for it. Uh, but I think when we stopped making that time a part of also, how can we encourage and equip Christians or the people in the room at a Sunday celebration and inspire them to go out and share the gospel, then we kind of we kind of lost the focus. Um, there was a time when, as annoying as it was, people, that's all they used to do, Christians used to do, is, is people hated them because, oh, they're going to invite me to church again. They're going to, they're going to, you know, try to get me to be a Christian again. And yeah, people hated on us because of that. But that's why we were there. That's like yeah. hating a salesman for being a salesman. That's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. And now instead of that, it's like, oh, they're going to try to get me to, you know, vote their way again, or they're going to 
talk about social justice again, and those things are important, but the primary reason the church exists is to share the gospel. And the problem is lots of people don't know how to do that. Um, they don't feel equipped to do that. And they feel it's not their job to do that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, there's, there's so many people that I've run into that said, well, I just don't know how to share the gospel. And again, that is, that is the pulpit's mistake of not, not teaching our people how to share the gospel. And sharing the gospel, I think, is more than just words. I mean, it's living out your life with the gospel. Um, and that's what I, I liked about the book is that it does show people who have lived their lives out and lived their lives for the gospel and, and shows the gospel through their life. Um, it's easier, it's easy to say that you're a Christian than it is to live the Christ-centered life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people have gone wrong in, in the past and even now is that we, we go to church on Sundays or we, we go to Bible studies and we say we're, we're, we believe in God, but we don't really have any fruit showing our love for God or our belief in God. And um, again, it's the pulpits. Um, what, how would you define evangelism? Let me, let's, or evangelical. How would you define evangelism or evangelical? Um, for me, I mean, I, I think, although they're all going to have somewhat of the same thing, for me, I define it based on the first time we see it used. Well, not really the first, because the book of Luke isn't the first gospel, but uh, the first time we see it used in the book of Luke. Uh, or excuse me, in the gospel of Luke is at the birth of Christ, um, Mm -hmm. where the shepherds uh, are told, you know, hey, go check out what the angels just told them. And after they go check it out, they go and tell everyone they know what they saw and what they heard. They go tell them, hey, here's what we just experienced. And they did. And the key thing is they went and told people they knew. Mm hmm. You know, hey, they went, and in my mind, I'm thinking they went to, you know, um, they didn't go knocking on the door of people they don't know. They went knocking on the door of, hey, Jim, their local butcher, uh, you know, their local favorite waiter at the restaurant, uh, their neighbors, uh, other shepherds who they hung out with at the shepherd bar or whatever, and and said, hey, guess what we just experienced? Um, And to me, in my mind, that's what evangelism is. It's telling, here's what I know. Here's what I've experienced um, with a point towards it sharing about the gospel, which is what Luke does. The entire um, book of Acts is about the early church and, and how the gospel spread throughout the known world at that time, how it just exploded. Um, mm-hmm. And some of it was you know, the, the, the church type thing where, you know, Paul teaching uh, certain things, but a lot of it is people looking and they saw people, like you said, living it out. And they're like, Hey, tell me about that. And so they shared with them, here's what this means. Here's what this life is like. Here's what it means to be a Christian. Here's, you know, about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and over and over and over. And I wrote about this in the book. I forget what chapter, uh, and I only listed like 20, but there's time after time after time where small groups of people, whole households, whole cities, uh, whole families, whole towns, whole villages, whole municipalities, or hundreds or thousands in some cases of people just came to know Christ because someone went out and shared their story, shared the gospel with them. So to me, that's the heart of evangelism. It's not necessarily me going to beat you overhead with the Bible. It's me sharing with the people in my circles of influence. Here's how I live my life for Christ. Uh, 
And as the Holy Spirit allows, because as you also read in the book, prayer was a huge part of it. Um, as the Holy Spirit allows, inviting them to be a recipient of Christ's love. So uh, it's a devotional, but there are in each chapter, there's like a prayer portion where people are asked, because that's what, as you read through Acts, the, the um, apostles in the early church did, people are asked to prayerfully, each chapter, pray about how God might use you, pray about what people God will bring into your circles of influence, pray about when would be the right time to share, not even just share the gospel, just share that, hey, yeah, I am a Christian, and then pray about, oh, well, how can I explain what that means to them? While also a huge part of it, respecting their beliefs, their differences, you know, their political views, their culture, all that kind of stuff. So prayer is a huge part of that. And I went way long winded on a <laughs> simple question. No, I, I think that was that was an excellent answer. Um, you know, I I'm like you. I'm from the general. Was it called um, evangelism explosion? I think it was called or something like that. Uh, Dr. Kennedy's um, program that you would go door to door knocking on doors and, and it sharing the gospel. And, you know, and then you had Campus Crusade for Christ that had their, um, their famous Four Spiritual Laws little book that Bill Bright put out um, that talked about the Four Spiritual Laws. But I have found it easier to share my story because we all have a story and it's easier to share your story than it is to share, you know, to, to memorize all the verses that go with, with everything. Uh, the one thing that I, I think people get confused with is the difference between evangelism and the difference in discipleship. Because a lot of people think, well, if I evangelize to someone, I'm going to have to, you know, invest all this big amount of time into them, which we should. That should be our goal. But, um, you know, it's not our job to convert anyone. And evangelism, a lot of people think we're converting someone to Christianity. It has nothing to do with conversion um, because we don't convert anyone. God's the one who does the converting. We are told to go and make disciples, go and, and teach those around us by example, by the way we're living. That is what I think evangelism, where we've gotten so mixed up or, or stuck on the words that we yeah. use instead of what the Bible says. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, like you said, I know there are people and I have friends um, um, who that's their whole thing is going door to door, doing the door to door, that thing, people you don't know, you know, and, and there's yeah. a place for that. I don't think everyone is called to that. Um, I think what we see in uh, the book of Acts is more of people you know, because like you said, we, we're all going to get to know people around us. You know, we're all going to get to know, you know, right. your local waitress, your local butcher, your local baker. You may not, you know, get buddy buddy with them, but you get to know their name. You get to see the same faces or whatever. Uh, and I think evangelism is just expanding on that. And part of that getting to know them is letting them know that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. And granted, not a lot of people mm -hmm. want to do that today because, you know, the term evangelism has been hijacked and people assume you're going to politicize or talk politics with them because that's right. a lot of people. Well, I should say a lot of people in the American culture, uh, not around the world, but in the American culture associate with evangelism. But um, I think it's just that that conversational, personal, as you get to know people sharing, you know, there's a reason why I live this way or do these things or whatever. Uh or, you know, talk about these things. And it's because I'm, I'm a Christ follower and then sharing what that means. Um, I think, like you said, discipleship is a next step after God has done the conversion work, right? Because like you said, we don't convert them. We may share the gospel with them. Uh, 
And after God has done the conversion work, then we may or may not have a part in that discipleship process. Um, God may use someone right. else to disciple them, uh, but or God may use us to disciple them. But um, I think we are called to make disciples. I think that call to make disciples, that's, that's us as the body uh, more than me, Floyd. I don't think uh, there's nothing wrong with God using me and he will use me to disciple people. Uh, but I think that call to make disciples is a, a, a call to the church, the body of Christ at large, what we're supposed to be doing. And we can't make disciples if we're not out there sharing the gospel, which sadly right. is not, doesn't seem to be the primary focus of the church anymore. We've lost where that's the primary thing we do is share the gospel and equip Christians to be able to share the gospel. Uh, and again, I'm not bad mouthing yeah. any congregations or any churches. There are a lot of, and I'm sure you know, as well as I know that there are a lot of, you know, congregations, that's what they're geared towards good pastors who share the Bible, but there's so many more that don't, that, that don't do what we're right. Right. And, and that's, that is the sad thing. And, and to, you know, not to beat an old horse, but it, it does come down to the 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 last day scenario where you know the Bible talks about there's going to be people that are just out there to tickle people's ears instead of sharing the gospel. And the sad thing is it's growing by the it's growing by the number daily of those ticklers instead of those sticklers, you know. Um and uh, that that's the that's the problem we have, especially I think here in the United States or in the Western world, is that we we are more focused on a lot of let me put it this way a lot of churches a lot of pastors are more focused on making a name for themselves yeah. than a name for Jesus Christ. Um. And I'm not saying that all preachers are like that because you and I know there's a bunch that aren't, but that, that is the downfall. That's what people are looking for is I want to be in a church where somebody knows somebody, you know, um, and, and we've gotten, like you said, we've gotten away from teaching the gospel as, as they did in the early church. Yeah. Um, you know, um, they lived their lives. The early church, there was more persecution in the early church days in the formation of the church um, than any other time because they didn't want the church to be there. And so there was always conflict. And it was it was harder to be a Christian, a true Christ follower in the time of Paul and, and, and Peter and them. Um, just like it is today in a lot of uh, countries, it's hard to be a Christian and share it uh, because your life is at risk, um, you know. And um, but if you look through history, we have the only we have the only message that makes sense. Yeah. We have we have the only good news that is out there and that's what the gospel is is good news i i think i mean i i agree 100 but i think we've lost sight like you said of it being good news um yeah there's there's so much focus on and again blaming the pulpit so much focus on trying to cure or heal all the problems of the world um, instead of, like you said, we have the thing that can help that yeah. because instead of the church trying to focus on social justice and we should as, as individuals, we should, but as the body of Christ, uh, what would be more just, uh, than bringing people into the saving knowledge of, you know, the Supreme ruler of the universe, who, as you said, and as we get closer to the end times, we're going to see more and more chaos stuff going on, but then we know that his justice will prevail overall. So right. what could be more just than that? Uh, what could be more 
a better way to instead of dealing with you know and again we should speak out against racism that's a whole other book i just wrote yeah we should speak out against that uh we have a, a responsibility to but the best way to help people see people um in a unbiased way is allow them to see them the way god did as worthy of his forgiveness his grace and his love how can i hold something against you because of your race your culture your political beliefs if i see you the way god does as someone that he sees as worth dying for right Right? so like you said we have the answer to a lot of the problems that we're seeing even you know the the social problems the economic injustice you know if if i'm a christian uh, that, and I believe that all of my wealth comes from God, uh, then I have no problem using that wealth to help others. Right. But at the same time, um, there are many, I mean, there's just so much. I can go on and on, but uh, we have just lost sight of the fact of, like you said, I think you nailed it. The gospel is the answer for many of the problems we're seeing. And if we would focus on that and share that, that's like if someone had, you know, um, the, the, well, there are vaccines, but something that wouldn't be a vaccine for COVID, but that would stop the spread, period. Mm-hmm. But instead of that, we're going to focus on a vaccine. We're going to focus on, you know, should... Uh, let's overproduce mass and PPE and this and that and the other. Those are great things, but what's better? Let's focus on this thing that's going to stop the spread, period, and shut it down. Right. And and we in the church, we've 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 focused on all the other things instead of what's going to stop the spread, which is sharing the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Because if we in the church would take sin seriously, um then I think we would stop the spread of a lot of this because that means we would be taking the gospel seriously. But we have, we have been so tolerant with sin that we have forgotten the good news and the message that the gospel brings. Yeah, I think uh, that's, that's part of our dilemma too. Um, is we've, again, blaming the pulpit, we've just become so um, worried about the culture, how certain things impact the culture, uh, who we're going to offend. And like we said before, there's, there was a time when, and you don't have to do it in an offensive way, which is why right. one of the things I felt uh, needed to be incorporated into the book, it's not beating people over the head, but there was a no. time when people thought, oh, you're a Christian. The first thing they thought of is, oh, you're going to try to share the gospel with me. Mm-hmm. No one thinks that anymore. No, and no. no one thinks, oh, you're a Christian. Are you going to share the gospel with me? Instead, they think you're going to, you know, what social justice thing are you going for? Or what political belief are you going to try to push my way? Uh, but so many people have um, just lost sight of how to share the gospel. Uh, and again, not criticizing congregations, but so many pastors are not equipping people to do it right. that i thought this is a, an easy way for someone who no matter what church you're in even those people who don't go to church i talked to a lot of people and i'm sure you have too who said yeah. well i don't go to church anymore yeah i'm a christian but i don't go to church and they cite a number of reasons this is still a great way to equip people to prayerfully share the gospel with people within their circles of influence yeah um, and yeah. we all have we all have a circle of influence yeah. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was a, a lady, um, Bobby, who uh, I don't, I, when I, I had her read this book and then I had her read the next book and she criticized me of both books. Cause she was like, you keep saying circles of influence, but you never define what is your circle of influence. And I was like, yeah, it's in there. Look, it's on page. page, page. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cause I use that phrase so much. I never, I never defined it. So like you said, we all have circles of influence. Those people who, it's not just our family members, but those people who we talk to on a regular basis, we interact on a regular basis. Uh, it could be the teachers um, from our kids' school. It could be other parents who we only see at the bus stop, if that still happens now, um, when we're dropping our kids off. Uh, it could be the, the 
um, you know, your favorite waiter, waitress, butcher, baker, candlestick maker, your dentist, doctor, whoever, people that we interact as we go about our daily lives, it's not going out of our way. And granted, a lot of that has shrunk because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, uh, I, I officiated a funeral last week and then I got a call on Saturday that um, one of the family members at the funeral got sick, got tested for COVID and tested positive for COVID. So I'm self-quarantining for two weeks. So right now my circle of influence, Christy and my dog, Crypto. <laughs> that that's it but yeah. i mean on a regular basis although i don't know their names i can think of three people at my local grocery store whose faces they're there all the time mm-hmm. i see them all the time i can think of um you know the guy we talked to at our favorite uh vietnamese restaurant in Monagahela. you know we talked to him and his cook and his wife and his daughter we see them granted we don't go as often as we used to because of covid but we see them all the time. Uh, there are people within our circles of influence who we see on a regular basis. And um, of those, the cashiers and of the, the guy at the restaurant, we haven't beat any of them over the head with the Bible. But every time we see them, we stop, we talk to them, we get to know them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So on my prayer list is not, hey, you know, make that restaurant owner a Christian. It's okay, God. Just open a door for me to share with him that I am a Christian. Yeah. I haven't had that discussion yet. It may be weeks or months before we do, but when it happens, pray that God will allow me to share. And it may be just as simple as that. Oh, why do you do? Oh, cause I'm a Christian. Oh, okay. That may be the only thing that's said because my goal isn't to get him into the building. A lot of times when people share the gospel, it's with the goal of I'm trying to get you to come to church on Sunday. Right. Nowhere in scripture is that the goal, right? The goal is I want you to know Christ and I want you to be a part of his kingdom and be a part of his family. So, yeah. And, and, and that's important. I mean, it's important to understand this isn't about church membership. This isn't about um, building a church. This isn't about, um, you know, increasing your, your circle of influence. Um it's not about any of that. It's about sharing the answer to the hurt of the world. Yeah. It's and, about, yeah. And, ahead, sharing, and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, resurrection, and the fact that he's coming back again. He's coming yeah. back. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. there are some places where it might be a little bit easier. Yeah. To share that you're a Christian and to do it boldly. And not necessarily beat people over the head with the Bible, but just boldly that that's just who I am kind of thing. Um, like I have, I, I, I do a lot of TikTok videos. 99.9% of those are Christian. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I mean, that's, that's who I came onto that platform as, Hey, I'm a pastor and I'm a Christian and I'm here to talk about Jesus and, and share the gospel with you and blah, blah, blah. So that's, Every post I make, except for maybe every fifth or sixth one that's just trying to be funny, they're all related to sharing the gospel. So mm-hmm. um, to that end, yeah, it's no problem. That's what I came out the gate as. And there are some people who hated on me because of it. There's some people who, oh, this is great. I like the way you share it. I like that you share some funny stuff too. And it's not all just church, church, church. Uh, and there's some people who said, dude, you're never going to, and I forgot, I'm trying to remember exactly how this one guy said it. He said, I'm an atheist. Uh, I don't think he said he never, I, I think he said, I'm an atheist. It's highly unlikely that you're going to convince me to be a Christian, but I like what you have to say. So I'll continue to follow and listen to it. And I was like, great. That's all I'm asking you to do is just hear me out. And now by the same token, I listen to and follow some of the people that claim to be atheists, some of the people who don't claim to be atheists, but just want nothing to do with Christianity, listen to and hear them because I want to hear their perspective as well. I interact with them as well. I respond to their videos and make comments on them, not trying to beat them over the head with the Bible, mm-hmm. just trying to, this is me, this is who I am. And <clears throat> um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a give and take 
of getting to know people so that right. when God allows, then we can, okay, when God allows, share the gospel with them. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think there's, there's many platforms that God will use, and God may call you, like God calls you to the TikTok thing. I I don't feel led to be get on TikTok for anything. You know? Not not a lot of pastors do, believe yeah. me. But there are some nothing there. to do is nothing to do with that. I just don't see the point in a minute, you know, <laughs> a minute video. <laughs> but anyways, um, there's there's a lot of places we can go. I mean, I'm sure you have other stories that you could tell, and I have stories that I could tell where I didn't even know somebody was watching me. That became a Christian because of my life. Um, I think of a lady that was a Jewish lady. I worked for a Jewish newspaper down in Washington, DC uh, back in the early eighties and uh, tells how old I am <laughs> anyways uh, back there. And, and my dad had died and I got the phone call while I was in a meeting with the publisher of the newspaper. And this Jewish woman Several about two or three years later, I ran into her at a at a hospital, and um, she told me she shared with me that she was now a Christian, and the reason she was a Christian is because I how I handled myself when my dad when I got the message my dad had died. I don't even remember what I did or how I did it, but it impacted her somehow, and she became a Christian. Um, so people are not just listening to the words that we're saying. They are watching and looking for how we live our lives differently than the world. And that is, I think, the problem with a lot of churches, a lot of Christians today. You can't tell a lot of difference between the world and their life. Yeah, um, there's actually, uh, I was trying to find it, and I did, uh, uh, a chapter kind of highlighting exactly what you said, because in Acts chapter 13, um, it talks about how the people were first called Christians in Antioch. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, in Antioch. Uh, so one of the things uh, that I highlighted was the fact that people um, may be watching you and, and, and seeing how you live your life, uh, that they may not listen to you, uh, but they may just see what you're doing and how you respond and how you interact. Um, and that was a, a, a huge part of why they uh, called them Christian first in Antioch. I know some theologians say it was a, a, um, a negative terminology, but it was because they saw them being like Christ, Christ-like, right. giving and they're helping to reach out and help other people. They're spending time together as the body of Christ. So uh, a huge part of sharing the gospel and evangelism is not just what you say with your words. I think it's what you yeah. highlighted on at the beginning. Are we living our ways, our life in a God-honoring way that reflects the love of Christ? Um, yeah. And if not, then yeah, don't even bother telling people that you're a Christian. Um, I mean, we can all look on social media, especially, you know, political, racial things come up. Um, I was talking to someone who said, yeah, you want to see what people really think? Just look in the comments of any post of anything politically yeah. or racially motivated, and you'll see just the harsh hatred of whatever. And a lot of those people are Christians. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, they claim to be. Right, right. And you know, we're not we're not painting a picture of a perfect person, right? You know, um, all Christians are sinners saved by grace, and you know, we we have the ability to fall just like anybody else does. So we're not we're not saying that we're perfect because we are Christ followers, because we're we're far from that. I mean, you look at Paul. Um, he, he's the one that said, Hey, I'm the chief center of all, you know, and this was a guy that was going out building churches. <laughs> you know, he said it. So uh, we're not trying to give the idea that being a Christian is, is, uh, you know, is something that makes us perfect or makes us 
better than anyone else because it doesn't. The only thing that makes us better is that we have Jesus Christ in our hearts. And he, he gives us the reason to, to move forward and to, to go um, to, to dismiss some of the things of the world. He's the one through his spirit that, that helps us each day. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about Paul. And one of the things that um, Paul did was, I mean, yeah, he said it was a chief sinner is that he was able to, and I think I talk about this as well. He was able to, even though he was arrested and even though the people he appeared in front of didn't necessarily agree with him, they still were willing to listen to what he had to say. Some, yes, because he was on trial, others, you know, like Festus and others who just kept coming to talk to him, to mm -hmm. hear him, because it made sense. Uh, they saw how he lived while imprisoned, even though he claimed he was innocent. They heard what he had to say, and they couldn't deny, you know, some of that makes sense. Granted, not every one of them committed their lives to Christ because of him, but they were still willing to at least hear what he had to say, right. because not just because how he lived his life when he was doing good, right? When he was, you know, on his trips preaching, it's how he lived his life when he was doing bad, when he was imprisoned, uh, when most of us would have been like, seriously, God, I'm doing this for you. And now I'm in prison. Yeah. What's going on? Um, instead, he still lived his life in a God honoring way. So I think just we as the church have got to get back to reclaiming um, that word, that title, and that role of evangelism and making it a regular part of being known as a Christian. Um, yeah. We need to make that more of a, here's a hard part of what we do. We need to not just preach it on Sundays more. Like you said, we need to live it out more and we need to equip people, more Christians to share the gospel, um, to live their, not just live their lives that way, but when God opens the door to prayerfully, we also need to, sorry, I'm rambling again, make it intentional, uh, intentional part of regular and consistent prayer. Cause I don't, I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I feel like it's not a huge part of what the average Christian prays for God, you know, open the door for me to share the gospel with someone today, open the door for me to share the gospel with my coworkers, open the door, you know, for this or that or the other. It's, it, it, it's not as much of an intentional part of, 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 of our daily prayer life and prayer walk. And it should be. So it's a huge part of what's in the book is there's, I think when it, when, it, when I, you start reading the book, there's a part that says before you even start looking at who can I share the gospel with, spend 10 days just praying. Mm -hmm. All right, God, if this is what you want, you got to do some work in me, prepare me, guide me, whatever. Uh, just, just spend 10 days praying, continue reading the book, but just praying. Okay, God, what does this look like? Uh, haven't done this before, or I've done it before and, it, and I've been hurt or it didn't work, or I had people talk about me, whatever, just 10 days praying, God, your will be done. How do I do this? Your will be done. Cause that's, it yeah. needs to be it throughout the book of Acts. It was a, a heavy part of how the church exploded was prayer. Prayer was uh, a large monumental part of, of how the gospel was spread throughout the known world. Yeah. And if y'all could see me, I'm shaking my head in agreement the whole time, yeah, <laughs> <is>. <laughs> but I agree. I'm, you know, it, it has taken me, it took me a long time to, to really understand when I said, Lord, give me an opportunity to share you today um what that really meant um you know because we say it we say it it's easy to say lord give me an opportunity but when that opportunity really comes up being able to step through and say there's the opportunity god that's what i was looking for and we have we have it easier i think in some ways than ever before to share the gospel because like you said we have Facebook, we have TikTok, we have Twitter. We can be sharing the gospel, not offensively, not, you know, but if someone makes a comment that you disagree with or that is against God's uh, God's principles, 
you could make a comment very easily, very tactfully about how, you know, God's love could cover that or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, instead of looking for the negative in everything that you see posted, make a positive in the negative post, you know, um, you can do that. And, and we have that, that media now that we had never had before, you know, so we have, we literally have the world at our fingertips to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I know big tech's trying to censor us and do a lot of things. That's true. But God is bigger than anything. And if he wants his word out there, he's going to use you to put it out there. Yeah, yeah, I you agree. Allow him to. Yeah, uh, we have so much information at our fingertips. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I think of the detail that Luke included in the book of Acts of locations, weather patterns, cities, names, some he may not have ever visited himself, some he obviously did, because he says, you know, he includes himself in it. Uh, but it all that he does without Facebook, without Google Maps, without, you know, Wikipedia to look yeah. up all this information and compile 30 years of church history, uh, which we could probably do today in like a 20 minute, you know, yeah. coffee break at Starbucks, just on our phones and, and get right. all of that same information. Uh, but he did it and he did it to share under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to share this information with one person who he thought this person is worthy enough to like take the time and do this for. And it's, 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 it's easier than ever, like you said, to be able to look up information or to share information or to share it with dozens of people with just one post, you know? Yeah. Um, and I can think of, uh, was having a discussion uh, with some, actually, no, it was uh, somebody uh, who responded to one of my videos and was saying, Hey, um, because I was saying that, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that contradicts scientific fact today. And so they said, hey, great, that's true. Can you give me some examples? So within like literally 30 seconds, I was able to pull up. Yeah, here's some scientific examples of, 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 of you know, things that coincide with things that the Bible said are true. Um, like it took minutes, whereas before, you know, you'd. All right, let me let me go pull out an encyclopedia. I know I'm dating yeah. myself there because some people <laughs> don't know what an encyclopedia is. They Wikipedia is not an encyclopedia, but go pull out an encyclopedia, do some research, you know, blah blah blah, and, and get all this information. So we have so much information that we can use for good. The same information we use to post negative things, uh, we can use to post, like you said, positive things to uplift people, to encourage people. Uh, and to share the gospel with people. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, what else would you like to share about your book? Well, uh, let me share this first. I'm not an outgoing person. I'm, I'm, I mean, once I get to know people, I'm okay talking around them, hanging out with them, socializing with them, but I'm not, um, and not shedding up, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm not that much of an outgoing person, uh, to where, uh, like in social settings, kind of start up conversations with people. Um, so after I wrote this, I wanted to actually put it to the test. So I took, I waited, I think like a month or two, and then I started, read each chapter, prayed, as, as per the guy, what, what the guidelines are in each chapter, uh, I did the 10 day prayer. And then um, it wasn't until I was halfway through that I realized that God had actually done what I said God would do in the book. I, uh, it brought me into contact with a whole different group of people. Uh, granted, we're all interfacing via Zoom and, and, and all that stuff. Who I'm interfacing with, um, they're now on my prayer list to pray for. Um, uh, many of them are not Christians at all. Some of them are anti-Christ. They're not atheists. They're just anti the church. One of them is full-blown atheist, uh, but we still interact together uh, and, and, and talk together and engage together regularly. 
Uh, and so uh, there on my prayer list, praying that uh, God opens the door. And he did open the door with one that I got to share. I didn't, it wasn't sharing the gospel. It was just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. You know, here's what I believe and left it there. Um, and so they're still on my prayer list of praying, okay, God, how can these people are now in my circles of influence? I'm going to continue to pray that you, I'm not trying to force them. I'm not trying to invite them to my congregation. Uh, I just want them to know and experience the mercy and the love of God. So um, I can say not just because I wrote it, but because I actually put it to the test that, yeah, if you allow, and it has nothing to do with me. If you allow God to use you, God's not going to sit back and say, well, I don't really want to share with the people in your circles of influence. God wants everyone to know him. If you allow God to use you, if you prayerfully submit to him, be willing to, okay, I'm not going to beat people over here with the Bible. I'm not going to make it about, you know, my social justice cause or bringing people to my church. And I'm a pastor. I would love the first thing to be, hey, come to my Sunday celebration. Uh, so if you allow God to use you, he will use you to see his will done. Um, he, he will be faithful. He is faithful to his word. And I can guarantee you, um, I've had some feedback from uh, some people whenever, and again, I've given away more copies of this book than sold. So this isn't about selling copies to make money. Um, I hope my wife doesn't hear this because she doesn't know that yet. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, she does. That's right. She does. She does. Uh, so I've given away more copies because my goal is I want people I want people to do this. I want people to pray. I want people to be sharing the gospel with people's in their circles of influence. So if you like do this, if you are patient, if you are willing, if you're willing to submit to God, if you're willing to pray, God will open doors with people within your circles of influence for you to share the gospel with them. Uh, and he will make it happen. Amen. Amen. Well, speaking of how can you get the book? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now it is available on Amazon. If you go to Amazon, you can search for Act Like an E-Christian, or you can search under my name, Floyd Hughes, but there's a famous graphic novelist who's also named Floyd Hughes. So more of his stuff will come up than mine. <laughs> but if you search Act Like an E-Christian, or if you search Floyd Hughes, uh, you'll be able to find the book. It's available on Amazon. Um, I guess some people are buying it because it used to be, it took four to seven days. Uh, I looked the other day because I sent a copy to someone. Um, again, I've, I've paid to send more copies to people just so they can get it because uh, it's not about the money. Uh, but um, I think now it will, uh, I think it says one to two days. So I guess more people are buying it. So you can get it on Amazon. You can get it in the Kindle edition, which is instant. You don't have to wait for shipping. Um, so yeah, I, I talked to the publisher and, uh, uh, she is working on getting it into Apple eBooks. So it'll be available there. Um, her initial, um, intent was to get it into stores. Uh, and we, we, we had started this whole thing before COVID, but once yeah. COVID came, you know, bookstores aren't really looking to do like, you know, have people come in and, and do book right. signings and all that stuff anymore. So uh, all of that's been kind of put on the wayside. So we're just kind of staying with the electronic route uh, for right now, but um, which is great. Cause again, I don't do great. <laughs> I'm not very outspoken. So I kept telling her, I don't, I wouldn't do good at a, like an open book signing type thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not that social and yeah. So that worked out great for me, but they can get it on Amazon available in paperback and available uh, in uh, Kindle. For Kindle and hopefully soon uh, available on Apple books. Okay. Well, I know I have enjoyed hearing about this and this topic, like I said, is I think one that is very important for the church today. Um. And um, I think we understand evangelism a little bit better than we did coming into it, I hope. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I want to thank you for putting yourself out there and for writing the book. Um, like I said, I've read it several times through. I, I had the privilege of reading it before it went to publish. 
So um, that was all, that was a blessing in itself, um, and it, it has inspired me to do more, be more an e-Christian than ever before. So um, thank you for that. Well, let me say thank you to you because uh, not only did Mark read it before, but he wrote. If you get the book, both Kindle and um, and the hard copy, uh, the first thing you see on the back cover is his review of the book. Uh, so he wrote a review for the book. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think we both just have a heart for just God's kingdom, um, yeah. for people to know and experience his love and his grace and his mercy, and for the church, for the body of Christ. Uh, some people may hear my perspective all the time and it may sound like I'm bashing the church and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hopefully encourage her to live up to what God, you know, knows that we are capable of. Um, Amen. And he kind of has this here. We have one job really. I mean, if you look at a mission statement of any, you know, church, they're all different, blah, blah, blah. But we have one job and that's to share the gospel. Amen. You know, that's so, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. just pray that more people within the body of Christ uh, just embrace our role and responsibility. Um, we are all called to be evangelical Christians. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's why we're here. That's why we exist. Amen. Amen. Well, with that, I think we ought to close in prayer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see everyone in um, hopefully a couple weeks. So let's close the word prayer. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come together and to, to um, share with one another our thoughts and our, our concerns. And Lord, we just ask that you would just uh, bless Floyd and bless this book, uh, not to give him fame or give him any glory, but we know his heart is to give you glory. And we just ask that you would just uh, give, um, put this book in the hands of those who need to read it, those who need to share it, and uh, those who just want to learn more about you. And we just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. If you guys have any questions or whatever, feel free to uh, message us or, um, yeah, message us. <laughs> yeah, reach out to us. Yeah, reach out to us. And uh, if there's anything that we can do to be of help to you, let us know. And other than that, I pray you guys have uh, an awesome rest of your day. And, you know, God willing, we'll see you. Yeah, we're running about every couple of weeks now. See you in a couple of weeks.